San Angelo Time is made possible from listeners like you. Thank you. And uh, thank you. It is Tuesday, the first day of February. Yay, the first day of February. Wait, did you say Tuesday? And not, I said Tuesday. Not Sunday? It is not Sunday. Don't we do our podcast on Sundays? Normally. Hmm, you ask. Why are we doing it on Tuesday? Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Hello, mystery caller. Who's this? My name is Brandon. I'm 26. Male. Yeah. Got a good job. I got a good job. You ever see those VHS dating? I want to get back on that trend. Okay. Uh, Brandon joining us. I can't really hear you. I'm sorry. You can't hear us? What? A little bit. Oh. Can you hear us now? Yep. Uh, So anyway, uh, Brandon joining us uh, on the phone from Wyoming. And I guess we should probably, uh, before Brandon starts talking, we should probably, what, go into uh, the news? It's time for San Angelo Time News. So, Brandon. I was expecting you. I was expecting you to bring it to the news, and you were going to be all like, uh, take us to the news. And I've been like, then I would have been the news post. So that's the intro I was expecting. You are the news this week. so uh, Yeah, let's ask Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Anything going on? What's new since you've been back to Wyoming? Uh, well, I got back to Wyoming. Um... I had a pretty good time. I had a really nice shower when I got back. Um, I almost died. And I had another really nice shower. Wait, wait. Stop for a second. Did you say you had another nice shower? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Uh, and you threw well, in there the fact that you almost died. Yeah. Why don't yeah. we Why don't well, we go? skim past that. So. Let's go into that for the news this week. I think it's fun, funny in the sense that we kind of hit on it before the previous podcast, especially the first podcast when I was back. Um, uh, let's call back. So I think it was two episodes ago where we were talking about my love for water. Yes, I was just listening to the one. The one before Indianapolis, and you were talking about... the first one you were back with us. Yeah. Yeah, the very first one. And you were talking about, man, I've been drinking a lot, blah, blah, blah. Mark Mark was commenting. Mark was like, man, you're really throwing it back. And then you're pissing like a racehorse. And I was like, yeah, I just really (laughs) like to hydrate. Yeah. You were, too. And in fact, you were like, man, you'd be in the bathroom, and you'd be like, just like, like a horse in there. Ian. Yeah, just a uh, constant, constant, constant um, hydration, constant urination, and I was just—I didn't really think anything of it. I mean, but like, uh, yada yada yada. I go to Canada. I have a good time. Wait a minute. Oh, actually, I—I yeah. sa- I said on the podcast, I said something, and I was just kind of not really. I was like, well, maybe it's diabetes. But nobody really commented on that. Yeah. Why would we think uh, that? No one really, really thought about diabetes. Yeah. Anyway, for listeners, it was diabetes. So your, mom, is diabetes. Just, your mom just wants to say, 
I was right. She was right about all of it. <laughs> I was right. right. Mm-hmm. So we went to Indianapolis and we had a good time. And I think I even mentioned on the podcast how I got really, remember how we went to the uh, Children's Museum? Right. And how uh, I got very tired. Like, obviously it was a big day, but I seemed to have gotten tired way quicker than everyone else. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really needed coffee to pick me up. Get me oh, yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We did. We stopped and got coffee. I got really, really tired. And um, in retrospect, I got tired a lot. Um, and I didn't really think about it. I guess it was kind of just like walking through like, through, like this lethargy. Anyway, what ended up happening is when I got back from Canada, which uh, was a really nice trip. I'll talk about later if we want. And when I got back from Canada, um, we went and you uh, got me a trip to Terry. Or not a trip, but an appointment with Terry, the doctor over at War- Memorial. Mm-hmm. Or is Riverside? I'm not exactly sure how it works. Anyway, I was getting around my symptoms. I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, yeah, I might just be wasting her time. Your, your voice Whatever. is, your phone connection is kind of... Say that one more time. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I thought I might have been just wasting her time. I was just like, I don't really think it's diabetes. I'm probably just here. But it turns out it was. It was diabetes. Um, she suggested it was type 2 diabetes. And so she prescribed me metformin. And the pharmacist said it would take three days to feel better. And so with that, I got three labs done. Um, we got the diagnosis. And then I went back to Wyoming. And your blood sugar and your HGBA1C was very high. Yep. It was very high. It was 14 with 7. It should have been at least 6 or 7. And mine was 14. My A1C levels. Yep. I'm kind of realizing. I think this is kind of a boring story. I'm, I'm telling it badly. <laughs> Well, maybe it's a boring story, but it gets it gets better. But wait, there's more. Well, I uh, am so tired, and like I just noticed, like the entire day. Um, I remember in the morning after the diagnosis, I was I was really upset that I was like because I was scared. I didn't know what I could buy anymore. I had no idea what um foods i could eat everything was scary now because i was like i can't have any sugar i can't have any carbs i didn't know anything about nutrition facts i didn't know um how many grams of carbs was good or bad i didn't know if four was good or bad or if 42 you know what i mean yep and so i was really upset and so like as mom and i were walking through the mire i was just like getting really frustrated i was really grumpy the whole day i was tired i was leaning on stuff and um, I think mom, I mean, was I being grumpy? I didn't feel like you were really being grumpy. I th- You were a little bit grumpy, but it, you you were still, you know. I was grumpy about my tuna fish sandwich because I wanted a whole sub, but you wouldn't let me. Oh, that's right. I told you not to have the whole thing. You wanted the 12-inch, and I told you to get the 6-inch. Yeah, it is a lot of bread. She does that to me all the time, by the way. <laughs> regardless I was tired and grumpy and then 
I get back home to Wyoming, uh, and uh, I keep skipping stuff. I go to the, the, the plane and like getting on a plane and sitting down wasn't bad, but it was when I was trying to connect to my next concourse and trying to get to the next gate. That's when like just me walking to those were just excruciating. I was just so tired. It was so hard for me to do it. I finally sat down at some like pub and I got, um, dinner. I got some quinoa shit with chicken and I was like, this is disgusting, but I ate it anyway. <laughs> it looked really good. And then, uh, I got to the gate, got on the plane, felt great, got back to Wyoming. My buddy picked me up and I just sat in his car and I was just so exhausted. And I was like, okay, well, it's natural to be tired because I'm traveling all day. That's fine. And then, so when I got back to my apartment, I was just super, 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 super tired. And then I don't know if it was, I think it was the next day mom and I were grocery shopping and I was just being really, really mean on the phone. I remember you were grumpy, but I mean, I'm not going to call you mean. I I felt like you were just grumpy about the foods and you didn't know the, you know, like how am I going to get used to shopping like this? And you're, you're, that's what I thought I was too. Yeah. And that was Saturday. And, um, I remember you had said that you were still really tired. And on Saturday, I was thinking, man, he should start feeling better by now. But then I thought, all right, well, the pharmacist said three days you will feel better from this metformin. And you were still getting nauseated. And mm-hmm. and you thought that was just a, a metformin um, thing. Side effect? Yeah. So, and, mm-hmm. then, and then Sunday... Mark and I, we, like, watched that whole Netflix series, which we'll talk about on our What Are We Watching, but, so we didn't talk to you, like, at all during the day, and then I called you in the evening, and you, it it took about three rings, and then you're kind of like, hello, and I was like, are you sleeping? And you're like, yeah. So we talked for a few minutes, and... I was like, Brandon, are you are you regular tired or are you like overtired? And you're like, you said you felt like a tube of toothpaste that had been, you know, the whole toothpaste sucked out of you. Yeah. And I. What happened? Oh yeah, sorry. No, I was just, I was just like, oh yeah, he should be better today, not worse. I went to sleep the night before super early and then I woke up very early because I needed to eat my breakfast and I could not for the life of me get out of bed. I was just so tired. I couldn't do it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like I could lift up my limbs or anything. I could, it was just, I was just so tired. I wanted to stay in bed. So I kept hitting the snooze, hitting the snooze. But I was getting nervous because I was like, I have to take my pills. I have to take my metformin. Um, and I have to eat breakfast with it. And I have to get out of bed. But I just, like, for whatever reason, I was just so tired. I couldn't get out of bed. And so, finally, I get up the nerve. And I finally force myself to get out of bed. And I stand up. And I'm just, just like, slumping around. I'm, like, my footsteps are heavy. My body is so heavy. My limbs. My, my my legs are, they weigh like there's like carrying a bag of rocks around. 
And so I go and I make two pieces of toast. Um, and that was all I could muster up the energy to do. And then I sit back down and then I take one bite and I'm like, nope, I cannot do this. I went to the bathroom and then I went and I laid back down and I went back to bed and I slept the rest of the day. Right. And then, um, I, I was just asking you a few questions and I was really getting a bad feeling as we were talking and, um, so yeah, you were like, yeah, I just, I'm worse. I, Cause I said, are you better than you were or are you worse? You're like worse. And I said, all right, well, you need to get something to eat and call me back. And you said you would, you said you'd have some cottage cheese. And, and then I went right back to bed. And so, I waited for a while, but I was really starting at this point to panic because I knew there was something wrong and you should have felt better. I knew you had diabetes, but I didn't know what was going on. And then um, I finally I went to Mark and I said, you need to call Brandon and you need to tell him to go to the emergency room. And Mark's like... What I what do you? I want? had no clue. It's like why you're like what do you? I want didn't know me all to, this stuff was going on. So what do you want me to say? And I said, well, I want you to tell him to go to the emergency room. And the reason I wanted Mark to do this is because I know Mark. Good cop, bad cop. Mark has that dad voice, you know, like like you know you you know get over there and do it, you know, kind of thing. And I didn't think you'd listen to me, and so. He, he kind of, a couple minutes, he kept saying, well, I don't know what to say. And I was like, tell him to go to the emergency room. <laughs> and so, and that was Sunday. We didn't do our podcast because I was so worried about you. And you went to the emergency room and you, and you were funny because you're like, well, I'm going in my pajamas. I'm not changing out of my pajamas. I'm like, I don't care. I, when I got off the phone with you, I called Natalie. I FaceTimed her and I was like running around. My, well, I wasn't running around. I was stomping around my room and I stood in front of the camera and I looked at her and I was like, I'm going in my pajamas. And I threw my slippers, grab my keys and I grabbed my wallet and I left. I know. And, and we, Mark was like, you know, are you, are you going to be able to get yourself there? Okay. Are you safe to drive? And you said, yes, but I, in, I didn't like yeah. that. You had sounded like you were drunk. You kept saying, I got to take my drunk. pills. I got to take my pills. And the way you were saying it was like, you sounded drunk. I gotta take my, and I'm like, Brandon, don't take your pills. Just go and bring your pills with you, and then they'll give them to you if you need them. I gotta take right. my pills. I gotta take my pills. And we're like, no. Just when I, go. I was on the phone with you, and then I got up and I, and I, well, I was packing to get back to Wyoming. I, it literally took me two hours to pack my bag. When I went to go to the emergency room, it literally took me, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating, like 10 minutes to just figure out what the fuck I needed, get up and leave. Like, it, it took a while just because of how tired I was and, like, what I didn't know. And so finally, I just get in the car and I start driving to the emergency room. Okay. So Remember, it is. Now, the rest yeah. of the story is kind of your story. I can't really tell the rest. Well, I get in the car, and I'm driving. I'm just 
I'm just tired. I'm on the phone with Natalie. I'm kind of crabby. I'm really tired. I slept all day. And um, I'm, I'm kind of worried this is a waste of time. But, like, I, I, I went anyway. I didn't think anything of it. I thought what was going to happen was they were going to see me. They might check my heart. They might check my uh, blood pressure or whatever. And then they'd send me on my way. And so I'm driving, and then I just start honking the horn because I think it's funny. <laughs> I'm driving down the white suburban area, just honking my horn just because I'm vibing. And then I get to the car park. I park my car. I get in. I I declare my name. They're like, "What? Are you, what's your name? What are you? What are you in here for?" And I just like stared at them for a second because I was like, "What do I tell them?" I was like, I was just diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. I'm on metformin. I'm here because there's side effects. And then just starting like that, they take me to the emergency room. And I just sit on the bed. I'm still feeling all right in my head. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm wasting everyone's time. The doctors come in and uh, they start, like, checking all this stuff. And there's a lot of people that started coming in. And at this point, if I were, like, sober, I should have clued in that there was something wrong. But I didn't. There was a lot of people coming in and out. And then, so, like, uh, I'm just sitting there with my little jacket and then a little emergency room check-in thing or whatever. And um, uh, they're checking stuff. This, uh, white, this doctor with this white hair just sat in front of me after a while. And she was like, okay, so all this stuff doesn't have anything to do with your metformin at all. It turns out uh, it's uh, you're experiencing a DKA. Uh, what is it? DKA acid ketoacidosis. And I just stared at her like, "Okay, well, can I go now?" <laughs> yeah. is, is is that is that a big deal, lady? Can I just can I get out of here now? And then when you had text, you had texted the family chat, and you're like, "It's my diabetic DK DECAY." That's what I thought she said. It was DK, and and Holly is like DKA. Like Holly picks up on him, but you're like, "It's my DK." I was like, "What is going on?" So, okay, so you didn't know what that meant, obviously. So you thought you could go home. Can't hear you, Brandon. It sounds like you're underwater. Brandon? Did we lose our special guest? I still hear stuff. Dun dun dun! How does the story Maybe he's end? Peeing. <laughs> I, I doubt he's racehorsing it anymore. Now that he's, I guess we lost him. We He'll did. Call back. We lost our special guest. He'll call back anyway. Um. So yeah. So. Bottom line is Brandon has type 1 diabetes, right? Type 1 diabetes, but he was super, super sick, you know, mm-hmm. super sick. And they right. admitted him and they gave him 
fluids and and um, um, I forgot potassium and magnesium and insulin and all the fluids. Here comes our guest back. And you're back. Oh, hold a second. There you are. Are you there? Hello. Okay. Hey. Okay. So go ahead with your side of the story. Your side. You said, can I go home? Yeah, well, I didn't really say anything or do anything. I kind of was just sitting there listening. And then when the people would leave, I would kind of like rest my head and take a little nap. And then they come back. And then she tells me that I have this DKA ketoacidosis. Mm-hmm. And then... I've never heard of that in my life. She said that they'd have to admit me. And um, I I was like, oh, okay. And so um, I still don't really know why, but they bring me up to the eighth floor after a while. It took a while for them to do it. They put all these plugs and stuff into my arms. And... Um, brought me up to the eighth floor and then they started just pouring all these, all these liquids into my arm. Like both of my arms had all of the tubes sticking out and they were all connected. So it's kind of stuck in place in bed and, um, all night, every 30 minutes they were checking my blood and, um, my blood sugar levels. And, um, they would ask me questions and I was awake because obviously I slept all day. I mean, I tried to rest as much as I could, but still didn't really realize how bad what was happening was. I didn't realize um, how lucky I was to have just been there at that moment. Right. 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 And so there, there's these ladies that just kept coming into my room. I think they took my labs like four or five times that night. Like they just came in and drew blood. They grabbed however many vials and then they left and then they would check my blood and then they would check my uh, and poke my fingers and stuff and they needed three things for me to be able to eat even though I was really hungry because the only thing I ate the day before was a bowl of cottage cheese and two pieces of toast not even two pieces maybe two bites well I, I actually did manage to eat the two pieces of toast and then I did eat a bowl of cottage cheese, but then I went back to bed. I slept a lot. Mm-hmm. I was really hungry, and I was really, I, I didn't really, I was still recovering in my mind because, but at, like, at this point and everything before it, I didn't feel sick. I didn't feel sick in the slightest. I felt tired, but that was it. In my mind, I was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything other than tired. And so at that point, like, I didn't realize I wasn't thinking straight. I just, they came in all night. I was kind of flipping through the TV channels, and I was just stumbling upon these weird stuff, and then I was just keeping myself occupied. I was waiting until 6.30 because I knew the kitchen opened. The only thing I was thinking about wasn't the fact that I almost just died. It was the fact that I wanted to eat food. (laughs) And then... Um, there are so many doctors that came and talked to me. Um, uh, the next day, um, I, they still had fluids going through me. A lot of, uh, 
they had a lot of electrolytes and then potassium, which really, really hurt going into my veins, um, saline solutions and stuff. I don't know if it's, it's saline or not, but then they also had, I think they had insulin going. I'm not sure. There was just a lot, a lot of bags of liquid. Mm-hmm. You need it. And the rest, mm-hmm, yep, I need, I really needed. Um, I was able to eat breakfast, and I did, and I did so happily. And they didn't take my, um, they didn't give me insulin at that point. They just let me eat breakfast. And then at the, halfway through the day, they finally let me disconnect all the IV thingies mm-hmm. and let me take a shower and that was really nice and then later in the day finally someone came in and she started talking to me about diabetes and this is when I finally started to start smarten up this is when I finally started to realize that um uh they were giving me stuff because insulin and stuff because they um are under the impression that I have type 1 diabetes instead of type 2 okay yeah. Yeah. And then all these doctors came in giving me pamphlets, upon pamphlets, upon pamphlets. And then doctors, 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 and so many needles. Yeah. Yeah. You felt like a pinkwishing, hey? Yeah. It was so restricted, even though I didn't have the IV drips. I had those plugs in me, so I couldn't really move my arms either. When you were a kid and it was time to get your shots, you would always run and hide under the table, and we'd always have to drag you back. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm i a big boy now. The more they took my labs, every single time they took my labs, I became afraid of it just a little bit more each time. What do you mean? That's huh. At the start of it, I didn't really care that they would, I would watch them put the needle on my arm, but every single time they took it, it's just watching that needle go closer. Like when you get your shot once every year for your flu shot and you see the needle going towards your arm, you don't really care because like you've done it before, you know, it doesn't hurt, but just having it done so frequently, so often, you just see the needle come closer and then 20 minutes later, you're seeing it again. Mm-hmm. It just like every time I took it, it just became a little bit scarier each time. Oh, and then they had those like those the heart monitor on like those little sticky pads on my body, oh, your chest. Yeah, yeah, that shit stopped taking off. Yeah, but all that stuff was super important. I know you know that. I looked like a medical disaster. Well, but the bottom line is that uh, it's a good thing you went when you did. Because yeah. if you hadn't, it would have gotten worse. Yeah. It could have been really bad. And when you first, when Mark first told you to go, you were kind of thinking, you didn't say it out loud, but you were thinking, oh, that's kind of silly. I told you you could yeah. throw me under the bus. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Huh? I didn't need to throw you under the bus. No, I told no, Brandon. I Oh, I thought you meant me. No, I told Brandon he could throw me under the butt. Like, if he felt silly presenting to the emergency room, you know, and not... I didn't know what to say. But, like, in my mind, I was this sober kid. I was in my pajamas because I was tired, and I didn't care. I was was just like, you know what, that's me. I'm I'm fine. I was a sober kid. I just went up to the ER. 
beeping and I was like, your I horn. Need to huh. Yeah, honking my horn. I um, went in, I was just straight, and I was like, I need to go in, and this is why. And they're like, okay. But what probably happened was I drunkenly stumbled in, <laughs> went up to the guy. They were like, who the fuck is this drunk asshole walking <laughs> up pajamas. to the bar? And he was like, is he on heroin? No. Yeah, and then I just like mumbled some shit and then just answered their questions. Brandon Beck. <laughs> Remember yeah. you said you you proclaimed who you were when you got there? I probably proclaimed who I was. My fingers have so many so many little spots on them. Well, my blood so often. Young man, we're grateful that you know, as sick as you were and as much as you've been through in the last few days, we're so grateful to, for today. Today, you're not in the hospital. Yep. You got I today, recovered right? very, very quickly. Do you feel a lot better now? I feel a million times better. I, oh my God, I can't even explain. <laughs> I have energy for the first time and who knows how fucking long. Well, let's see. I mean, so that's good. That's uh, my, so can you kind of pinpoint when when you think this maybe started happening to you, do you think? And that's such a difficult question because like obviously I, I was skinny before yeah, I been even a, yeah. went to leave. Well, I meant like um I was I was losing weight before I even came home for leave. And I do remember being like waking up and being like tired over in um, Wyoming at work. Right. That's what mm. I'm saying. But do you remember like how far back this maybe started happening? Was it was it the middle of last year? Was it the beginning of last year? Or? I didn't notice anything. I just remember just constant um, being tired, but like tired in a way that I would be tired for work. So that's where I missed. I'll tell you the moment I realized there was something wrong was when I went to grandma's cabin, I saw her scale and I was like, it's been forever since I stood on a scale. Right. And then I stood on it and I was like, 111 pounds, that's that's pretty light. Right. You went out and actually bought another scale because you thought that one was wrong. Plus. I went and then I went home and I weighed myself on your scale. Right. And it said 111 and I was like, okay, well, they're both digital scales. Who knows how long they've been sitting there. I went out to Meyer. I bought another scale, which is still sitting in your bathroom. And then I sit on that, 111 pounds. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I was like, okay, well. I, even at my smallest weight, have not been 111 pounds. I think I was 111 pounds when I was born, I'm just thinking. So, yeah, you're, what are you, 5'6", five, 5'7"? Five, and 111 pounds, your BMI, you're in your, you're in the third. Get a negative BMI. You're in the third percentile. I don't look like a skeleton. No, you don't. But I, I, I pretty much, I, I, I'll tell you what, when I got home from the hospital today, I was looking at myself with like all of my, you know, my little sticky patches and all of the holes in my arms and fingers. I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was just astonished at how skinny I was. I saw my ribs. I was like, I like, 
I, I could not believe how skinny I was. Now, I'm not saying I looked like like a little toothpick, like a literal toothpick walking around with, like, you can just see his muscle and his bone. You're not really I, I, anorexic looking, but you're very, yeah. very, very slender. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to gain that weight back. Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. Now that you know what's wrong with you and now that you're on the right path of trying to get better... Um, mm-hmm. so what do you, my guys... blood sugar is still insanely high, but well, it's not insanely high, but it's still high. It's very high. Would and you, would you say the... it was two something? Uh, before I ate supper, it was 273. Okay. So it's, I'm sure you were up over 500 last week. So exactly. That's the thing. And then, so like, um, man, it's it's it was it literally as I think there were just so many signs like it was almost as if God was yelling at me. He was like, "You obviously are diabetic, and you're obviously going through BKA. You need to go to the doctor." And here I am. I'm like, "Fuck you, dude!" And I'm slamming fucking actual liters of apple juice because I'm <laughs> literally starving my body is craving insulin and i don't have any well like i say the good thing is is that uh we got it when we we did it sucks that we had a, it took as long as it did but we got it and mm-hmm. you know i know there's gonna be a big lifestyle change for you yeah and it's expensive but you know what it's it's, it's what you're gonna have to do because you remember how you'll always remember how shitty you felt beforehand and just like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to feel like that again. So I guess I'm going to have to go through all this bullshit to, right. so that I don't have to feel that way. If, if you take good care of yourself, not only can you manage your diabetes, but you can thrive. Sure. If you I'm... take good care of yourself, you can have an excellent, fun, exciting life. Well, and the thing is, is that now um, things have become you know a lot different. Like you don't have to. Eventually, you're not going to have to like be sticking yourself with needles all the time, you know. You know they'll put you on a, they'll give you a, a an insulin pump. Well, I know the doctor be... said that he was going to get one, but so far he doesn't have one. Well, he's got to meet with an endocrinologist, so it's going to it might not be right away. Right. So. Plus, his insurance has to approve it. Approve so. it. <laughs> Which it will. I look, I looked up, and it looked like Tricare does approve that. So, but thank goodness for your insurance, Brandon, because. Sure. If you were uninsured, whew, that hospital stay would be expensive. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no, uh, every single time they would do anything, every time they poke my fingers, every time, every time they walked in the room, they were scanning that wristband. And every time they scanned it, I was like, oh, there's another thousand dollars. Yeah. Yep. Right. Exactly. Ka-ching. Did it do that when you they scan it? Ka-ching. Ka-ching. I'm incredibly fortunate to be where I am in yep. the world. Yep, I'm incredibly sure. fortunate to have been born in such a good family and such a good place. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I've worked to get to where I am, but obviously mm-hmm. I was in a position to be able to pull myself into the position I'm in. And, um, unfortunately I did get very, very sick. Um, almost gravely ill when I couldn't get out of bed 
it wasn't because I was tired. I thought I was just too tired. What was happening was I was literally shutting down. My body was literally shutting down. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. It's a good thing that you went right did. into a coma. Yep. Yep. I was like maybe a day away. Thank God for maybe a day away. The way things turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very, very, very fortunate. And um, um, like you said, if I manage my diabetes, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know with type one diabetes if this is ever going to wait go go away. But um, I mean, like you being rest assured, like I wanted to have, I was very, very. Uh, interested in a lifestyle change before I got sick. Sure. Now but, you, um, now, got, now I don't have the choice. You yeah, have you, no choice. You were given a lifestyle change. That's the change. thing, though. Like, I do have the choice. I really could ignore all the doctors and say, you know, fuck it. I, I want to drink my sodas. I want to eat my cake and shit. But, like, um, I'm, I, I, I'm dedicated to taking this as seriously as I can. Sure. I want to learn as much as I can about the diabetes i want to learn as much as i can about dieting and food i really really want to go all in on this because i mean i really just want to have a healthy lifestyle and take advantage of the life i was given and yep. and use it to you know better myself better the um, Thank you. people around me thank you and that's i'm gonna say you're a product of good parenting Well, I mean, I can say that I'm incredibly fortunate for you because without you, I never would have saw Terry. Without you, I never would have gone to the hospital. I wouldn't have done any stuff. Yeah. Yep. But even even without mom, like the whole family, like uh, mom, Holly, Mark, you all had so much love and support throughout the whole thing because all of you were freaking out because all of you weren't when. Well, also, I want to say, Natalie, I also love her uh, love and support. She she helps a lot, too. I, I'm just not, I don't want to cut her out of that. But um, when you guys were freaking out because you guys understood what DKA was, I was fucking just sitting there wondering when I could go home or when I could go get food. I was just sitting there waiting to go home. Right. I didn't care. I was like the most chill person. I was like, I had no idea the consequence of what was happening. Sure. I was chilling. You guys are freaking out. I was very. I was probably the most. I was scared. Your mom was freaking out, which was freaking me out. So, because again, I didn't know. Well, when, I don't understand any of this stuff. I'm just a moron, you know. So when um, what really tipped me off that something might be wrong was uh, when Natalie's sister said that uh, TKA could be really bad. She said something she, before before I even had. She said something about uh, it could be this and this is bad because I was like, okay, maybe there is something wrong. But you know, I don't know. I think I told the story very poorly. I think I did a bad job explaining it. And then, but I mean, like the ultimately, the, well, we're not the whole story over was. Again, so you've done no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. I don't want to retell it. But I think ultimately, the whole story is, and this is important. I had no idea I was sick. The signs were obvious. Obviously people looking at me could tell me I was sick, but I did not know I was sick. And like, I'm a 26 year old man and I was just diagnosed with type one diabetes. Well, okay. I wasn't diagnosed with type one yet. They're still looking into it, 
But I think I think what we can take away from this is if you listener are living life, I don't if you're a twenty six year old or if you're a thirty year old, you still you should check to see if you have diabetes. There's a do I have prediabetes dot com. Really you look into it, it takes mm-hmm. a second because like I never would have guessed. Sure. I mean like who would have? Like I'm a healthy twenty six year old man that never had any health problems in his life. You know, so, why would I get diabetes? Uh, can I ask a, a question? Yeah. Did you get your bag? He did. I did get my bag. He did. I forgot to tell you. You got your bag? Okay, good. We, uh, I got my bag. We had to, we, so we went, one of the other things that happened with, was we went to take Brandon to the airport. We got there late. Yeah. And, that was uh, my fault, I admit. I'm and, sorry. Uh, and uh, so Brandon couldn't check his check bag, and I got all pissed because the people were right there. They're like, they're right there getting ready to put it on the plane. Let's just get it out there and get it on the plane. Nope, it's too late. So we, uh, fortunately, though, we got uh, we went to our local uh, shipping place when we got back into town after we dropped Brandon off at the airport. And uh, And good thing, well, I guess it's, I mean, I guess it really wasn't that big of a deal, but I mean, you had almost forgot your medicine in there, so. I did grab the metformin, which turns out to be the least important part. <laughs> right. But I'm like, just saying, but but look at this. If you hadn't taken the metfortin, or whatever it's called. Metformin. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. If you hadn't taken that with you, and then you started feeling like crap, well, then we would have just thought, yeah. oh, because he forgot his medicine, you know, as soon as he gets his medicine, he'll start feeling better. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing you took, you got that out of that bag and took it with you. But yeah, so we shipped we shipped your bag like before we even went home. Yeah, and I got my clothes; they're all on my floor, um, ready to go in the drawer. I have my dirty clothes that I put aside. I have them ready to go in the wash. I have the cheese sticks, which I don't know if it's a good idea. Yeah, you probably should not eat the cheese sticks just yeah, because they're, they've been out of refrigeration for so long. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, they also have been like outside in the cold. Yeah, I, I still avoid the cheese mm. sticks. Yeah, you might want to. You, you've you got a job. You can uh, get some more cheese sticks. But Well, mm. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you know, this, this uh, turned out the way it did. As a mother... I am hugely grateful. I was terrified. I don't know how many our fathers have said in the last few days. Well, when I was in the hospital, I felt safe. I, I felt like everyone there knew what they were doing. So, like, when you were still scared, I was like, don't be scared. I'm, I'm in good hands. I'm not well, scared. I really wasn't. As as I really hospital, wasn't scared. We that that's where you needed to be, so. Yeah, yeah, I was a lot yeah, better sure. after that, but I still was I, until your numbers started coming back around and and you started sounding like yourself again. That's when I got better. So, but you are feeling better, right? You're 100 percent better. You feel so much better. Good. I Good. really, really, really can't begin to explain how sick I felt and how I didn't even realize how I felt sick. Like, does that make any sense? Like, it does. I felt so terrible, and I didn't even realize it, and that's scary. Right. Well, I told you, and this is before you got really sick. This is just when you were just tired, and I had said, Brandon, you know, you're going to get used to this diabetes, and you're going to, you know, start eating better, 
and darn it, you know, you're, you're not even gonna believe how much better you feel. Didn't I say that? Yeah. I'm, I you said, did. you probably won't, you probably don't even feel like you're sick right now, but eventually you're going to say, wow, <laughs> I'm always right. My, my <laughs> diet has been closely monitored for the past couple of days. Well, and then like, even for dinner, I had Wendy's, but I had one other, I, I, the, the first meal I had outside of the hospital was Wendy's. They had their Southwest, um, chicken salad. And then I did the Google's and I, there is like 16 grams of carbs at one carb point. Um, and then I did like all the calculators. So I had roughly 75 grams of um, carbohydrate. And then, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that math like a week ago. Ugh. Nice. That's a selfless check-in. Well, um, why don't we go to a break and then when we come back, we'll we're not going to do chit chat now. <laughs> yeah, that's been chit chat. We were doing chit chat. The whole episode was chit chat. But let's uh, go have we're a break. Have to tweak the podcast. We're gonna what? Have to tweak the podcast. No, we're not tweaking. We're all right. So um, we'll take a break and we'll come back with uh, what? What are we watching? What are we watching? All right, stand by. When was the last time you saw a sunset? When was the last time you woke up and walked barefoot on your lawn? When was the last time you went to the national park with your family? Hi, my name is Brandon Durlbeck and I'm here to teach you how to not give a f and do what you want. People tend to get upset when I bring up your mortality, but truth is you're gonna die one day. And while some people might think that's grim, I think it's important to keep your mortality in your mind so you can take advantage of living your life. Do you ever feel like you get in a rut? Working that 9 to 5, going home, making dinner, take a fat poop, do it all over again? Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. But life's not about working. Life is about living and having fun. Why don't you go to Walmart, pick up a canvas, get some paint, whip out those genitals, maybe your breasts, slap some paint on there and just see what happens. Go online, buy a sex doll, take her camping. Read that book you've been meaning to get to. Ask your crush out, and when she says no, be proud of yourself for having the courage to do so. You're gonna die one day. Don't let that bother you. Use it as an opportunity to live your best life. Stop giving a f and do what you want to do. This has been a PSA by Brandon Zerilbeck, and this is a spot that I know my parents will hate. What do you think of the show? We'd love to hear what you think in the comments. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and probably some other places. I don't know, man. Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time. Look at my baby! Get this crazy man off the streets! Notice, but lately I've been drifting aimlessly. Well, I know the one thing we're watching. Wait a minute. Before we talk about that, I just want to say to Brandon, what do you think of that PSA now? My mask, my COVID mask, 
says not dead yet and it's a it's a skeleton um doing a kick flip drinking a 40 smoking a smoking a little split and mm. it's not dead yet and so you know what i'm not dead yet that's good all right well now we'll talk about i would say well one of the things brandon's watching is his uh sugar intake right yeah no, it's not even my sugar. I'm watching those carbs. carbs. I thought it was the sugar. I didn't even realize. Anyway, yeah. Watching what you're eating now. Carbs break down to sugar. Uh, so while you were, as we shift gears a little bit here for the last part of the show, um, while you were home with us, we watched a bunch of stuff with you. Right? Yeah. We had a great session. We had a great uh I'm watching TV. What's the one of the favorite shows that we got you to watch while you were out here? Oh, man, my favorite show. Well, that we finished. Um, we finished Ted Lasso. Did you like Ted Lasso? Then I, I like Ted Lasso a lot. There were sometimes it got a little too sickly sweet. Like I, I liked it because. Um, it was just, it made you feel good to watch, but then there was times that got a little too icky right. and then, then it, yeah, but, and then, but then we started watching, um, the, uh, what's it called? Loudermilk? <laughs> Loudermilk. And then, um, then I started re- watching that and I started getting into that. So then that became my favorite. I, I haven't gotten a chance. Once I'm done with Loudermilk, then I'm going to the screen. You're going to what? The shrink next door. Oh, the shrink next door. Okay, that's a good show. You like that? Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've started watching it at all, or you'd watched it before. But Ozark, we started watching uh, Ozark. Oh my god! We watched all the episodes that we're allowed any of that yet, to. Brandon? I need to. I need to re-catch up on it. That's why I didn't want to watch it earlier when I was on leave the first time but you got me so I need to catch up on that yeah anyway we watched they the first few episodes they were really setting setting things up for what was to come and it, yep. it got very uh, very exciting and there's still seven more episodes that we're not allowed to watch until yep. they whenever say so. you know, whenever they decide to release them but uh so yeah so we watched everything that we can watch as far as uh ozark is concerned i think it's next week uh mrs mazel uh returns i can't wait for mazel next week or the week after i think it's while we're in new orleans that it starts so i think on february 18th i think it is so i can't wait for mazel yep so mazel comes back um what else did we finish watching up? Oh. You and I started we we binged oh, that's the right. whole now no, mark and i normally have a rule because seasons of shows take forever to get, um, we always watch one show per day. One episode of a show per day. However, we might watch several different shows in a day, but only one episode. Like Ozark, we kind of spread that out over several days. Yeah. So, But this one, neither one of us really had any aspirations for it. So we you, thought, wanted to, you saw it. You wanted to watch it. So we watched it. We watched so it all the way through. I can't remember what it was called. It was the... The woman next the, door. The woman across the street from the girl in the window. Oh, okay. It was Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it was a fun little ride. They were only thirty minute yeah, episodes. Yeah, they were like thirty minute episode. One was only fifteen minutes, so, which was weird. But um, so it was a fun little ride. We had a few hours just to sit and watch TV. And how many? There was only like seven. Or... Yeah, I think it was seven or eight. Yeah. So yeah, and we watched it, and it was a fun show with an interesting twist at the end. It was a very interesting twist. And but then, and you thought it was the end, but then it it went a little farther, mm-hmm. and they hinted that there easily could be another season mm-hmm. if the people pick it up. So there was that. What else did we watch? Um, I thought we watched something else. Started watching something else or whatever, but maybe not. I got something I was watching when I was sick. What was what were you watching when you were sick? At like three or four in the morning. I was watching PBS, and there was this weird little show that came on, and this really strange, it was PBS, but it was PBS before it was PBS, it was some strange little drama TV, it, I, I don't even know what it was, but I was watching this weird little show that I never heard before called All Creatures Great and Small. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I have heard of that. There's, Isn't that like, been around for a while? I, think that I don't. I've never heard of this thing in my life. I've never watched these like weird little dramas, these little soap dramas. Um, but I watched a full. I I, I I forced myself to watch a full episode of it just because I was like it's like a little game I was playing with myself to see how bored I was watching it. Right. And it's 1937, and Glasgow is in the grip of depression. James Harriet, fresh out of veterinary college, moves to the magnificent Yorkshire Dales for work and soon discovers that treating the animals is such um, as much about treating their owners. Hmm. I'm kind of, he, um, it was was a what? I think that's a actual novel, I think. Maybe. Is it a novel? I, I just so. saw the show. I thought it was so strange. It's a it's a very gentle humor. It's set in the fictional Yorkshire Dales of downtown Derby. A joyful journey of its country veterinarian uh, will warm your hearts with its simplicity and gentle humor. And I will say it is very simple and it is very boring. Hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, the, the Waltons the Waltons were pretty simple, and if it weren't for the Baldwin sisters, it might be a little boring. But right. We enjoyed them as wow. kids. You did. I never liked the Waltons. I never really cared for the Waltons. I love the Waltons and Little House. I know. Those are my, both my, chick shows. My brother used to call it Little Fairy on the Prairie because he didn't want to watch it. He'd get mad. I didn't want to watch that. Uh, what else did he call it? Let's see. Little House on the Prairie, Little Fairy on the Prairie. I don't know. There was another funny name he would oh. call it. Anyway. Interesting. Huh. My dumb brother. Uh, anything else? I can't remember. I don't think besides the, the Good Wife, which we're kind of still into that. So, But we started watching that again. We didn't watch that. Well, we finished. I think we already mentioned this. We finished watching Cobra Kai. Love Cobra Kai. Oh, my gosh. Love that show so much. I can't think of anything else that we've been watching. So, I'm telling you, Johnny Lawrence, the hero we never knew we needed. Huh. All right. Got anything else there, Brandon? Brandon? No, I I don't got I don't got not much now so nothing. 
So um, I guess I, going back to your your uh, diagnosis, have you talked to anybody at the at work about uh, what's going on and and what you need to do there? Uh, are you talking about besides the people I was forced to tell because they had to, or are you just talking about like casual coworkers? And no, stuff? because because you had to, I guess. Yeah, not just casual coworkers. So I had to update my army use of force manager, um, army use of force officer. Um, so I got a, I got a hold of them because I didn't really know what the process was, mm-hmm. and then uh, I got a hold of him told me to get a hold of the clinic, which I did. So I had to get a hold of the PRAP clinic. And then I got a hold of the lady there who I um, left her a note. And then the uh, the uh, doctor gave me a call back. And then he um, got a very, very detailed uh, list of what had happened in the hospital and why I was there. And they took all my notes and I kept them updated. And uh, it was those group of groups of people that I kept updated the whole time just because, you know, I was, I was communicating the military and the civilians healthcare. So I needed everyone to be on the same page Sure. and, um, keeping them updated. Um, the hospital prescribed all of this handy duty little boxes. They, uh, all of, all of these, uh, little sharps, they gave me these uh, two ins- these insulin pens, um, the, this blood checker, all the little sharps for the blood checkers and stuff, all these little tabs for the blood checkers. Yeah. And so when I when they prescribed that, I was like, it was already so late in the day. I was like in a rush to get the prescription. I didn't think about it. I went over to the base clinic, like hoping I needed to get it today because I needed to take the insulin for dinner. And so... Um, I got to the clinic and then I'm picking up the prescription and I'm like, okay, so the insulin's here, right? And they're like, yep. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And so then they start bringing up my prescription. This lady, she just starts putting these boxes on the thing and then she puts more boxes and more boxes and more boxes. It's like fucking Christmas up in here. And so I'm in the prescription and then like, I'm just watching her and it's just like an awe. If I did not have insurance and Unfortunately, some people don't in the state. Like, how are you meant to pay for this? Right. Sure. It's crazy. Exactly. I left with a huge bag. I mean, like, there's a big bag just full of all this this stuff that I needed to. I still feel like I have that stupid little white bracelet on my arm. Like, I feel it. Yeah. It's it's just like a ghost bracelet. It's annoying. No, I was just thinking, thinking, okay, when you were driving to the hospital and you were honking your horn, what if somebody, like, called the cops and the cops got to you before you got to the hospital and they thought you were just a drunk guy and they threw you in the drunk tank? What would have happened is they would have pulled me over and they would be like, why are you honking your horn? And I've been like, get lost. And I would have stood away. <laughs> what actually would have happened is they would have been like, "What are you doing?" And I would have been like, "I really need to get to the hospital." And they would probably give me a breathalyzer. They would probably ask me to do some tests. And I was like, "I need to get to the hospital. Can you escort me?" I'd be like, "Probably." And then they probably watch me go to the emergency room and then get admitted. And then they probably would have gotten a um, quick recap from the people. So they'd be like, "Oh, this guy has." 
I should not have been driving, by the way. Don't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think I was sick. I didn't think I was sick. I didn't know I was I, not good I, to drive. I, I worried. I should not have been driving. I worried about that too. I was literally drunk driving. Yeah, I. Well, I wasn't drive, drunk driving. I wasn't actually drunk driving, but I was. I was. I was. I was. DKA I was driving. DKA driving. Yeah, I worried about that, but you got there and everything's good. Everything thank, worked out, and that's the God. important thing. So. Thank God. Yeah. So. We're all but I was, I was just driving around this white suburban town. It was dark out because it's in the winter, so the sun's down. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to vibe. And I started honking my little horn just on the way to that hospital. It just started honking. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, that's your story. I, I didn't realize it. how uh, uh, dangerously ill I was. It was. It's. Uh, it was. If not a near death experience, I was very ill, and um, it was very scary for everyone but me because I was too ill to realize the severity of the situation, and so. You know what? If it, I, I suggest to anyone listening, just take a very quick test, um, the pre-diabetes test. It's like a minute-long survey. Definitely go check that out. Um, who knows? You know, I mean, like, who knows? It can be rare, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Because, like, I literally waited until the last minute, well, like the say, last second. I was going to say the other thing that people should do is that. If they do have some symptoms of whatever, they shouldn't ignore them. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you have symptoms, you know, or people are saying, "Boy, you maybe you should go get checked out." You should do that. Don't blow people off when they say that. So they're not saying it to be a jerk. They're saying it because they care. I. Uh, okay. I every year, and I just had my second one. I get a low dose CT scan. Um, I just had my second one and I just had my doctor's appointment. Both of my parents uh, died from lung cancer and I'm a former smoker and I just happen to qualify um, because apparently lung cancer sneaks right up on you and you don't really notice it until, you know, once the symptoms start happening, it's too late. Right. So thankfully I learned that from my parents and um, so, yeah. so far my lungs are good. You so, might not even realize you're sick. So, all right. So you guys, uh, anything we, else? I got nothing else. I got nothing else too. I'm sleepy though. Yeah, probably time to go to bed here. Your mom's starting to doze off. Yeah. I love you all very much. We love you too, Brandon. So we'll uh, get the little, uh, little uh, the oh, play, yeah. play out music. Play out music here. I'm gonna be honest. I love this song. I do too, and I love you, Brandon. I'm love you too, Brandon. Very glad that you're healthy again. Yes. I still feel the bracelet, and it's not there, and it's, I feel it, and it's really annoying. I get that way about my masks during the day at work. It's the ghost bracelet. 
veterinary. Well, I know it sucks, but we're glad that you're okay and you're going to make it through this. We're sorry to see you go. Why don't you join us again next week? We post in Angelo time every single Sunday. We sure do hope we can see you again. Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time.